When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from howstuffworks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, you know me. My name is Ben. I write some videos here at the website. And I'm Scott. I edit some stuff here. Some for the other stuff. For the Auto Channel. Yeah. 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 Uh, Scott, the name of our show, as you and I know, uh, is, well, I hope I'm not spoiling this for you, High Speed Stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we talk about, you know, things that go fast. Yeah. Uh, let's take it to the nth degree, man. Let's... Stop messing around with uh, good concept cars or fast boats or anything like that. Scott, what is the fastest car in the world? The fastest car in the world? I just, I'll just i just go ahead and blurt it out because uh, that's what we're going to talk about the whole time here. So the fastest production car is an Ultimate Aero TT supercar, which is manufactured by Shelby Supercars. And it's a U.S. manufacturer, mm-hmm. which uh, is actually, you know, this is pretty remarkable that they hold this record right now because it hasn't been... Um, United States manufacturer that's held this record since 1967. So decades. Yeah, and that was the Ford GT40, which uh, in 1967 held the fastest production car record. So a little under 50 years, yeah. actually. Yeah, exactly. And we're talking about, well, I guess we should clarify this right up front. Okay. Um, we are talking about the fastest car in the world measured by top speed, a production car measured by top speed. Oh, yeah, we should say that because we, we do have another podcast with the Bloodhounds. Yeah, that's right. And that's, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's not a production car. The land speed record car. Right. No, that's not, um, that is not a production car. Yeah. It, listeners, if you have enough money, you can go out and buy any a of version the, of this car. Exactly. This car, any of the cars we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. because there, And you know, we should say that there are other cars that may be faster, 0 to 60. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be other cars that are um, faster 0 to 100 to 0, but yeah. they're not street legal. Or they are street legal and they just don't meet the top speed because they maybe don't get to the top speed that this one does. Yeah. Um, it, this one is very specifically the fastest car in the world measured by top speed production car. Should we even call these cars at this point or should we call them 
supercars. <laughs> they, they are supercars. We'll just stick with cars. Okay, we'll stick enough, with cars. Yeah. All the cars are super in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, they are. They really are. Okay. So it takes an awful lot to get onto this list, Ben, but I have a list of, um, I have a list of top ten fastest cars in the world. Uh, it's relatively recent, but to give you an idea, and I won't go through every one of these, I don't think. Oh, come on. Okay, quick. Right. I'll do it quick, and I'll butcher some of the names, I'm sure. Um, to get onto this list, number 10 on the list of fastest cars. The very bottom guy. The very bottom, 205 miles per hour. Wow. And a 0 to 60 speed at 3.9 seconds. So you're talking eh, motorcycle quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the Porsche Carrera GT, which has a base price of $440,000, is what you could get for, um, well, 205 miles per hour, 10th place on this list. Um, so that's that's entry level on this list. Mm-hmm. That'll give you an idea of where we're going from here. There are ten car, or there are nine cars that are faster than that. Now ten uh, number one's the best. Correct. Right? We're going up. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So uh, number nine, the Lamborghini. I always have trouble with this one. Musilago, Mercilag, <sighs> Mercilago. <laughs> I'll try that. Mercilago, uh, the LP640, which uh, has a top speed of 211 miles per hour, and a zero to sixty speed of about 3.3 seconds. The base price in this one, I think this is the cheapest car on my list, Ben. Okay. So the Lamborghini Mercilago. There you go. I see. $430,000. So that's uh, that's the lowest price vehicle on the list here. Hang on. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and write out my check. How uh, do you spell? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just not kidding. even going to try it. Here's another roof run. Right. Number eight, uh, Pagani Zonda. What's a Zonda? Zonda is an awesome-looking car. You better just look it up. You, you won't even believe it. It looks... It's unbelievable. Okay. Just check it out. It's a Zonda F. 215 miles per hour, 0 to 60 in 3.5 seconds. Base price, way up. $667,321. I'm willing to roll the dice. Let's yeah. go to the next one. That's <laughs> 7 Jaguar XJ220, which is, uh, this is remarkable because this was built in 1992. Wow. And um, it has a top speed of 217 miles per hour. And it does 0 to 60 in 3.8 seconds. The base price is $650,000. So See, but that's a quality car, especially 92. 92, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. pretty old and in this And you know what? It looks, it, it fits right in line with the rest of the vehicles. Yeah, I mean, it, it really has does. a supercar look, of course, very aerodynamic. The next one, number six on the list, this is a surprise. I thought it would be higher. Hmm. Ferrari Enzo, 217 miles per hour, 0 to 60 in 3.4 seconds. The base price is $670,000. And uh, as you can imagine, limited production. There's only 399 of these produced. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, pretty rare. Yeah, I thought it'd be yeah. higher. Than a lot of these are really rare like that. They have very low production numbers. All right. these cars do. Like dozens yeah. or a few hundred. Exactly. Yeah, they're very low. Um, hand-built, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, number five, McLaren F1. Ah, uh, yes. Check the top speed on this. 240 miles per hour. Um, zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. Wow. And the base price is... I've always heard this is a million-dollar car, but it's $970,000 is the base. Is they that sell, without a radio? They sell for you know, and I bet it does not have a radio, I'm guessing. Uh, but it's, uh, McLaren, is this car has always been awesome. The, yeah. The day it's been released, it still is. Um, I've always heard it called a million-dollar car, but they're, they're saying it's a little bit less. Mm. But I would guess that they sell for a little more than that. Yeah, well, I, I mean, guess. I'm sure there are a couple amenities you get. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's a rough one. All right. <laughs> you mean rough in terms of pronunciation? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Number four, Koenigsegg. Oh, oh. CCX. Yeah. I think that's close. Let's just call it the CCX. The CCX. 245 miles per hour, 0 to 60 in 3.2 seconds. Base price is 
just a mere $545,000. Not bad. Well, yeah. Not bad. A Swedish car, but uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, number three, Saline S7 Twin Turbo. Uh, again, a good-looking car. This is a, um, it's a U.S. vehicle. Um, 248 miles per hour. Zero to sixty in three point two seconds, and base price of five hundred fifty-five. So we're getting a median here. Yeah, at right around five hundred six hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Number two, there we the go. One, the Bugatti Veyron, which used to be number one. <laughs> used to be number one. That's right. As was at one point the uh, the Koenigsegg, the CCX. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Um, the Bugatti it ran a um, it ran. I think it was an. Uh, what do they call it? Where it's not unregistered. What am I thinking of? Um, unverified. Oh yeah, record. unverified speed. Yeah, yeah. It didn't didn't have a verified speed, but um, it, it had an unverified speed of 253 miles per hour, um, zero to sixty in two point five seconds. Um, and it, well, because this one has a, a W16 engine with a thousand one horsepower, and the base price. This is the most expensive car on the list. And it's not number one. Um, $1.7 million. We've talked about this one in the past. Yeah. And if you want the convertible version of that, I believe it jumps up to $2.2 million. Actually, this was for our episode, The World's Most Expensive Car, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And it's it's number two for the fastest at 253 miles per hour. Well, that's the very least you would expect. Number one, as we, as we mentioned, yeah. the SSC Ultimate Arrow, which is mm. built by Shelby Supercars. Um, mm. Is that right? Shelby Supercars? I guess. Uh, yeah, Shelby Supercars. Yeah. Uh, Jared Shelby is the owner. Okay. 257 miles per hour. Um, and that's 0 to 60 and get this, 2.7 seconds. And the base price, mm-hmm. compared to the Veyron, a bargain, $654,000. Wow. Yeah. That's just, yeah. yeah. So that's a, the long, boring list there. Now we can get into some of the how details is that, here. How is that boring? We're, I think we're putting this in context. <laughs> we're showing, why, why do I like this more than you? Uh, I don't know. And I'm the one who always brings them in, too. I'm like, oh, I got a list, but I don't know if I should read it. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations 
questions that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. No, yeah, you still always, always because we love the stats. And also, if you think about it, it's doing exactly what we did, what we said we were set out to do, which is to put this fastest production car in the context, just mm-hmm. so you can see. The competition is pretty close. There's uh, not a car there that's under uh, 200. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, 205, I think, was the starting point, yeah, right? Yeah, 205 is the starting point. Yeah, exactly. And, and NASA, did you get this stat? What's that? NASA has actually uh, done some wind tunnel tests with the uh, Aereo TT and verified that it can still stay stable in excess of 270 miles an hour. Really? Yeah. Now, oh, you know what? That brings up an interesting point because this record for the um, Ultimate Arrow, mm-hmm. it was achieved on a, a stretch of public highway, which I find... Uh, Unbe- just remarkable, wow. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, all of the other tests that I that I mentioned, all the other uh, top speeds, they were all done on test tracks. So they're yeah. they're known surfaces, really care, you know, well cared for racetrack mm-hmm. facilities. Mm-hmm. No chance that you know a dog or a deer or whatever a pickup truck's going to pull out somebody in, front of you. in a Geo Metro. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, you know that's going to pull out in front of you. Um, well, I guess I can't say that deer won't pull out or drive in front of you, but they're everywhere. Drive, man. Did I say drive in front of you? A deer. <laughs> if you have a deer driving in front of you, you've got problems. <laughs> the um, but on the tracks, I guess it's possible. But anyways, right. they're in a much more controlled environment. Is my is my point? Yes. And uh, the ultimate arrow was on a stretch of highway, um, particularly Highway 221 in Washington, mm-hmm. and it was done on September 13th in the year 2007. Now, of course, for the Guinness World Record run, they they blocked off the road. And it's miles and miles and miles of road that it needs to do this. Um, it takes a long, long way. And there's a good example of this if you go online and search for, and I think we've maybe even re- recommended people watch this before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an episode of Top Gear where they top out the uh, Bugatti Veyron. Yes. So you get an idea for the speed of this thing. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's roughly ballpark the speed. I mean, you're talking about a difference between 250 and uh, 256, which is the official speed record. Because mm-hmm. um, that was the speed that this one's traveling. 256.14 miles per hour is the record. And that's uh, based on, you know, two two runs opposite directions on the same road. Which you can um, you can hear the mechanics of that in our earlier podcast on land speed record. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, they do it the exact same way, even if it's on a... On a 
stretch of highway. Uh, but again, that's remarkable that it was able to do that on a on a public road versus a test track because you know that's just so controlled. Um, that was not the autobahn. <laughs> but if you but if you watch the Bugatti. Um, if you, the Bugatti achieving 250, you see what this takes. I mean, he had to leave. This is a long, long stretch that it's so far that you can't see the end of the track. It, it follows the curvature of the earth even. You can see the curvature of the earth in the, in the track. It's so flat and straight. Um, you have to exit the last turn, even on this long stretch, at something like 120 miles per hour and then hit full throttle. Um, it, it's just, and, and in order to be able to break in time, you have to, you have to, you can only push it to a certain point. You'll mm-hmm. just barely make it to the top speed and they have to shut it down. So this, this, uh, this run by the ultimate arrow is really remarkable. Yeah. Um, it, it takes an awful lot. In fact, I looked this up. Um, sorry if I'm going on and on here, but, um, the, the 250 mile per hour barrier is extremely difficult to break for a car. Um, and you'll find that out in the Veron test, um, and that's these, these cars are all roughly shaped the same way. They right. got it. I mean, they're they're very wedge shaped, uh, very slick aerodynamics. That's just the necessity of friction. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, these things have a thousand. Well, to give you an idea, the, the Bugatti has a thousand one horsepower. This vehicle, the SSC, it weighs less. It, it has um, eleven hundred and eighty three horsepower and a thousand ninety four pound feet of torque. Um, so it's wow. It's an extremely powerful engine. Um, but it is it is uh, DOT certified. It's a, it's a street legal vehicle, and they're going to make about 50 of these. Um, it to get to 250 miles per hour, which you really can't do this on on a public road, of course. No. Even the autobahn, you don't have a long straight enough section that you'd able to be able to do this without having someone blocking traffic for you, or just driving in the middle of the desert with. Out a road. Yeah, but yeah. you would have no idea what's ahead of you because things approach so quickly. Um, in the, yeah. I keep going back to this Veron video because it has such good information of what it feels like to go that speed and the distances traveled mm-hmm. and, and what you know what's required to get there. Um, I know I keep talking about the Veron. This is an SSC podcast, but um, no, it's this, comparison. It, it's it is comparison. This, you're you're traveling something like I think they mentioned a football field. I don't know if they're talking about a, a soccer yeah. field. Probably soccer. You know, U.S. soccer. Oh yeah, they are not, not U.S. football, yeah. but you're you're traveling that distance every second. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about um, you know just tremendous distances covered. You're not going to be able to see and react to what's happening ahead of you in time. I've got a comparison. Yeah, that that'll help. Um, the the average at the average speed at which uh, I think it's I think it's NASCAR drivers are going when they remember how earlier uh, you you had told me when they blink. It takes 37 feet. Oh, this is IndyCar. IndyCar, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Kart yeah. series, I believe, is yeah, the information. Yeah. yeah, the old championship auto racing teams. So if you, you know, how long does it take somebody to blink? Oh, yeah, tenth of a second, I think. Yes. Tenth of one second. So even then. Well, they're traveling. See. If it's a football field a second, man? No, they're tra- th- that's the thing. This car is traveling faster than a Formula One car. This car is yeah. traveling faster than an Indy, Indy car. It's 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 exceeding that. It's it's going beyond what a, what a Formula One car can do. And this is a production car that you can you can drive on the road. This mm-hmm. is remarkable engineering. I mean, it's just yeah. unbelievable. But to get get back to what it takes to get to two fifty. Oh yes, yes. And this sorry. is real quick. I mean, I'll I'll be done with this quick. But it it requires um, the the Veyron requires about two hundred and seventy horsepower to get to one hundred and fifty five miles per hour. And that's with you know it being extremely aerodynamic, mm-hmm. lightweight, etc. Very strong, a lot of torque. Um, it, again, this thing has a 16-cylinder engine, four turbos, ten radiators. 
Um, it's just it's it's a remarkable machine. The SSC is similar. It has a I believe it has a great big V8, um, an aluminum block V8 with uh, the displacement's not that big. It's like a 387, mm-hmm. uh, but it does have this ridiculously high horsepower and torque um, uh, rating. But the Veron does need it needs an additional to get that last 100 miles. You would think it'd be easy. Right. It's it's much more difficult to make the last 100 miles per hour between 155 and 255, um, or actually 250. Um, it takes the additional 730 horsepower just to, to get that to get from 155 to 253. You know, that's exactly the opposite almost of what I, I would have assumed. You would think that it's already rolling and it's already doing what it's supposed to be doing to be easier to, than right. to start it from. You would think momentum's on the side. Exactly, exactly. But um, you, t- the downforce that's required, the downforce is working against it. The the wind against mm-hmm. it. Um, it's just it's just that much harder to climb from 155 to 253 that it requires. All of that additional horsepower, the 730 horsepower. That's why they had to make it, you know, the thousand horsepower monster that it is. Yeah. And and of course the SSC is the same way. It's that last 100 miles per hour that's the the, the toughest. That's where the climb is relatively slow. Mm-hmm. Um, now the gearing is. I mean, this may be the last thing I mentioned here, but then we're we're done. But the gearing is really remarkable. I mean, it's zero to sixty in 2.78 seconds. This is from the site. Okay. Um, quarter mile goes by in uh, just under 10 seconds at 144 miles per hour. Wow. Um, zero to 100 to zero. So, you yeah, just acceleration. Up and down. Exactly. 11.6 seconds. Really? Which, yeah. I don't know if I'm responsible enough to drive that. It's ridiculously fast. Yeah, it's really quick. Would you drive that car? I would. You mean, I mean, like I, to no, work? No doubt. You would oh, drive? to work? Uh, no, not to work. <laughs> not to work. But I would drive it as much as I could. Yeah. Um, first gear, you can take all the way up to 61 miles per hour. Really? Yeah. I mean, my car, I'm in fifth gear by that point. <laughs> um, second gear, you can take it up to about 85. Third is 126. Fourth, 165. Fifth gear, 215. And then in fifth gear, I'm sorry, in sixth gear, you're finally at the 286 point, and that's where you can push it all the way up to top speed in sixth gear. Mm-hmm. Um, 286 is, uh, well, that's what you're saying is that around the top end of this thing, right? Well, right. Uh, Miles well, per hour. Here's the thing. It's, uh, it's, it's stable at 273, but it redlines around 260. Okay. So I, I think... I wonder what this... I wonder what this... Uh, this is from their site. It says yeah. sixth gear... You're capable of getting up to 286 in sixth gear. Now I don't know where that number comes from, but um, it, to me, two. Se- I mean, from what I've I've heard about you yeah. know, being able to, to climb that last bit and how difficult that is to get mm. that last hundred miles per hour. You're talking. You're getting close to 300 miles per hour there in that number. Right. You're talking about stability. Is, I've got to say is probably gone. Yeah, um, at that point, you're just trying to. I mean, your eyes and your reflexes move so much more slowly than the car at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. And when you see the video of these things traveling at that speed, a car at 250 on the road, mm-hmm. it's it's unbelievable. I mean, you, you you just can't fathom how quickly this thing is You don't is see it for very long. No, you don't. No, you don't. I mean, you could literally, depending on your vantage point, you could literally miss it by blinking. You could miss it. If you, you bent down to tie your shoe, it's gone. You know, it's it's... It's coming over the horizon. Mm-hmm. It passes you, and it's gone. And I mean, yeah. you would hear it, of course, but you'd hear it coming. Oh yeah, like a plane. Yeah, exactly. But um, you know, you could you could look away for just a second, and you would miss it. And this this uh, this title, the title of the world's fastest car, mm-hmm. uh, changes a lot. The same way that the title for the world's oldest person does. Yeah. You know, the turnaround exactly. is pretty high. Exactly. Yeah, it was broken. The record is broken a few times. Um, before, because remember, I said there was an unofficial record right. that uh, the Veron had. 
that was a word I was looking for, unofficial. I don't know why I couldn't get that. You said unverified. That's something like that. That's close. Close enough. But, um, you know, this was, of course, you know, uh, supervised by Guinness, so it's got the Mm. Guinness World Record. Um, The the previous record was the Koenigsegg, which I mentioned. Um, These are all very close. I mean, at this point, the 256 mark that, um, um, that the ultimate TT holds, it's likely that something else will come along that will do 257. Right. Yeah. No one's going to come along. I, I don't. I'm. I shouldn't say no one because it may happen. But not yet. It's not likely that someone's going to come along and do two seventy five. Right. Or whip out you know three hundred and twelve or something. Yeah. Else. Exactly. I mean, and even if they did have that, it almost seems like they would sandbag a little bit. Like they yeah. may would maybe would say like, ah, oh, we can beat that, and they they do a run that's uh, two sixty. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of sit back and let that last for a while and let someone try to break it, and then they can just continue to break it with their car. That, that's a way to gain you know, some type of momentum behind yeah. something. Well, also, Scott, it's kind of like the Olympics at this point. You know, when you have the world's best athletes mm-hmm. uh, competing with each other, then what they're really worried about is somebody shaving a tenth of a second off, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's the level that this I – I hesitate to call it a game, but that's the level at which – we're, we're at it is yeah it's it's just the point where they're breaking it by fractions mm-hmm. at this point and um, it's still va- I mean you're still talking about you know 260 miles per hour 256 really. oh yeah you'll that's, still be you'll still be a pretty big deal <laughs> yeah, at least in Atlanta that's right yeah that gives you some street cred hey street man cred. And that's what this is all about is the bragging rights for um, fastest streetcar yeah and hopefully uh, you will get a chance to see one of these uh, Maybe it's the one, you know, Scott, I'll be honest with you. I would drive uh, a lot of vehicles, but I don't know if I'd be comfortable driving any of the vehicles on that top 10 list. Really? Just because of the cost or the speed or the... The, the speed. Yeah. I'm crazy. Well, you don't have to be driving that fast. You don't have to go 205 in a Porsche. You don't have to go... Like a moth to a flame, my friend. <laughs> I could not. I, I don't... There's a time and a place. There's a time and a place, and it's... Well, you're not going to, I mean... Even the 205, um, it's not likely that you'd be able to find a place that you'd be able to, to do that because of the, the distance required and the control necessary to do that. That's true, which um, goes back to bragging rights. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, mainly you, you could do it. This. You could do it extremely, uh, extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous. Yeah, could does not always equal should. Yeah, exactly. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Oh, rarely. Do you want to do some listener mail? Sure. All right, Scott. Uh, Jeff writes in and... uh, Jeff writes in for two reasons, motorcycles and uh, pet peeves. He said that he agrees with uh, you about the cigarette butts from the window because he rides a motorcycle and he wears a full-face helmet and a leather jacket, but every time he wonders why he's bothering with all this, you know, this helmet and this jacket, somebody usually flicks a cigarette out, out of the window and it hits the visor on his oh helmet. Oh my gosh, that would be, yeah. that'd be scary, wouldn't it? Yeah, and he's left wondering whether the butt is between his legs you or know, did it make it to the ground. I was, I was just going to ask yeah. you. I mean, if, did it stick inside the uh, the collar of his zipper, you know, his coat? Yeah, he, has, he just says that he's left wondering, you know, because he is on a motorcycle. Yeah. And he can't just stop and, and, you know, check around. And then also, he said he'd like to hear more about motorcycles and he wanted us to make an announcement um, and tell all the listeners that with the motorcycle season coming soon, please remind everyone to keep their eyes open for us motorcycle drivers um, because this information doesn't seem to be taught often enough in driver's ed. Motorcycles are out there and there are important safety issues and differences between cars and bikes, which means a lot of drivers just don't see motorcycles. Good message. Yeah, so yeah. for all our bikers and our car drivers out there, uh, please keep an eye out. We know it's getting warm and beautiful outside, and pretty soon everybody will be on that great American Road trip, right? Oh, yeah. It seems like I see hundreds of motorcycles every yeah. weekend because um, it's already getting warm here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's getting their toys out of the garage, and it's just that time of year. So, um, yeah, just be careful. Watch for motorcycles. He's right. Uh, so we're heading out. As I said, the weather's nice. We don't want to be inside all day. Right, Scott? That's right. Yeah. So uh, in the meantime, while we're out and about, why don't you guys send us an email with any uh, topic suggestions or something you like to see in a future episode? Yep. You can reach us at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. 
For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new High Speed Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.